0: hey dishes and welcome to a special episode of soap dish salem style of course i'm your host special guest star michael the maverick live from quarantine and we are doing yet another top five i picked the subject this time and it is top five recasts are y'all ready are yet nick dylan and tony
1: yes Yes, we are
0: this is going to be a fun one y'all okay first things first tony who was your number five top three tags.
1: my number five is drake hokuston as roman brady
2: <laughs> i
1: really enjoyed <laughs> his roman brady and obviously will uh, for obvious reasons we're never going to retcon him back to being roman brady but
0: if they do that
1: they can't both of his children have procreated with brady's Ooh. So they literally oh. cannot do. They literally <laughs> cannot
0: do that. Well, they did it um, on the guiding light, and we not. So we
1: are not the guiding light, so <laughs> we don't have to worry about that. But I really did enjoy his take on Roman, the the five years that he was Roman, and even though there were still issues with how they wrote Roman at the time, like the issues that made Roman a problematic character back then, still existed. But you still somehow managed to root for him because Drake made him rootable. And Wayne Northrop's version, while he's the original and beloved by some, was not it for me, so Drake Hogeson was a vast improvement.
0: He was on my list, but I had to bump him. Uh crap. Good choice, Tony. Um, next, you. Nick, number five.
3: Okay. Um, my number five is Carson Boatman as Johnny DeMera. Um, is that technically
1: a recast? Because yes.
0: he was
1: like a <laughs> no, a re- he was a child. Uh, yeah, I on. thought
0: we agreed we weren't doing child to t- like adults Did we? Yes, <laughs> yes. we did.
3: <laughs> All right, I'll swap out. Um, I don't want to use him. Uh, <laughs> shit, oh, I don't want to use him. Eric Brady. Um,
2: that
3: Yeah, I waited so long for Eric Brady to come back onto this show and he's a great actor great actor it it made sense he fits the role of what i think eric should be as an adult writing aside um it did that man so dirty <laughs> it got it got me excited when i heard eric um eric was coming back greg Vaughn is a phenomenal actor he played the hell out of that addiction was it an addiction story oh no it was an, um alcoholism story he got an emmy for it for a reason. Um, he helped us get rid of Daniel Jonas. I'm forever grateful for that. So um, Greg Vaughn is my number five.
0: Good <laughs> they did that man so dirty. That was a good choice, but they did him so dirty. I'm still mad, y'all. I don't oh, care. Oh, I'm gonna forever
3: be mad. <laughs> I gotta undo a lot of my list now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is why you need to pay attention in the group chat.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> are you it number Hello. five.
4: My number five. Is Vera Bath as Mimi? She it's was. A a- she's so low because she I'm not. was. She <laughs> <laughs> she was the only one memorable, and the others were like really short. Like one aired for two episodes, and that was it. And like they weren't memorable in the role, so that's why she's so on my list. But anyway, so like. The two actresses before her. They there aired,
1: were two? I only yes. remember red-haired, I, I only remember the big red-haired, curly-haired Mimi. There were before. two. I, I did not realize One were
4: two. aired for one episode, the other like at least three or four. But Farah stepped in and made the role her own. And that's why she was around for almost a decade. So yeah, number five is Farah as Mimi because she was the third recast. Believe it or not, she was, and
0: that's—I—I'll I, give you that one. That is a good choice. Can't stand Miriam, but that was a good choice. Yeah, Dylan.
5: Um. um okay, I didn't put mine in any special order, so like, what uh, the first one that I had on my list was Eric Marsoff is Brady Black.
2: Oh, good choice. choice.
5: And hey, I'm man- gonna be honest, <laughs> I was not sure how I. Like when they announced his casting, I was not sure how how I felt about Ethan Alexander Winthrop, who used to be Crane. Hello, <laughs> coming in to play Brady, but he won me over so fast, and I have been riding with him ever since. He just fits in all the places that Brady needs to fit.
0: You know something?
5: It's such a good job. I'm just
0: the crazy yeah. thing about his casting is it took me a minute to warm up to him. Uh, quite honestly, he did not become Brady to me until EJ died and Sammy ran into his arms.
5: Oh, I love that scene. scene. Oh, that scene.
1: Oh, that scene ends me every single time.
0: That is when he became Brady for me. It took me a minute because that was still Ethan for years. (laughs) For years, but good choice. I guess it's my turn. Number five for me. Go ahead and drag me now. It's a tie. I I lied. (laughs) (laughs) Number five.
1: You have three ties?
0: No, just two. Okay. Number five. Martha Madison and Brandon Beamer as Sean Douglas and Belle Brady.
1: I'm not going to drag you. Those are on my honorable mention list and they are actually good recasts.
0: I'm just going to say it now. I did not care for Kristen Storms. And Jason Cook's portrayal of those characters did not like them, found them annoying as oh my God, they could try the patience of a saint. But Martha Madison as Belle really invigorated and put a kickstart to the character. Like,
1: well, considering who had the role before her, absolutely.
0: Yikes, yikes, yikes. We weren't going to mention her.
1: So we weren't gonna mention her when we did worse recast. I never said anything
0: about forgetting her up now. You should have been a lawyer, Tony. My God. But, <laughs> but yes. Um, the first memorable storyline of Martha Madison for me will have to be when she was pregnant. I can't remember if this was the child she lost or if this is with Claire, but I do know it was she was pregnant during Brady and Chloe's wedding.
1: That was with
2: claire
0: that was with claire and she passed out in the middle of the wedding and that's when she became bail to me i don't know why i don't know it just happened to be that way brandon beamer i like him as a recast mainly because he looks like the child of bo and hope agreed right down to it he has bow's roughness, but he has his mm-hmm. fancy face. So <laughs> <laughs> literally.
1: <laughs> and, and more and the more and more that we see him as Sean, the more and more he reminds me of both. Bo. Espe- yes. Especially when he gets angry. Like when you go back and watch him confronting Princess Gina.
0: Oh no, like um that episode oh, what case was it? Was it during the Charlie murder case? And someone had brought him information. And he was like, oh, that's just great. Now I have information, but I just got put off the case. So now whatever you just told me. Yeah, that was during the Charlie
1: murder case. Because he had, <laughs> he had just gotten thrown off the case. And then he came to John and Marlena's and they told him that John remembered hearing the gunshot.
0: And he was like, I can't even use it because I just got thrown out the case. That is Bo Brady to a T. Mm-hmm. And I love that. So those are my, those two are my shining bell. So those, that's my number five. No dragon, because I, I I, I really thought I was gonna get dragged for saying I didn't care for Kristen and (laughs) Jason Cook.
5: You're entitled to your wrong opinion.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I did not. I did not (laughs) care for that at all, especially that Tropical Temptation storyline. Sir,
1: no, move on.
0: Oh, I cheered when I thought they died in that plane.
1: Sir, move on.
0: (laughs) Number four, Tony.
1: My number four um, could be considered problematic considering who it is, but I still stand by this was a good recast. And that was Robert Kilker Kelly as as Bo Brady.
5: <gasps> See, I left him off.
0: He's uh, in my honor mentions, but, but I literally couldn't remember his name. So I put hands in McGee.
5: <laughs> and that's why I left him off. <laughs> like, know we, we, look, Robert <laughs> no.
2: is problematic.
1: We, we, we know this, but that doesn't change the fact that anybody who stepped into the role of Bo Brady after Peter Reckle was going to have gigantic shoes to fill. And he did it. He made it work. And the scene that really kind of cinched it for me was when Bo decided he wanted to become a cop and it was up to Roman to decide if he was going to be allowed on the force or not. Roman and Bo had this whole conversation about where the issues in their relationship really stem from. And 95% of that stuff... um, Robert wasn't in the role for. That was all Peter. But he made it believable. Same thing when they found Hope in Maison Blanche. He never, you know, it, it wasn't Robert's bow that was with Hope. That was all Peter. So him getting to play, seeing the wife he thought has been dead for the last four years, alive again, you you honestly felt it. And it, it was so good. It sucked that he had no chemistry with um, Christian Alfonso but he was a very, very good beau, and I'm not sure that anybody else could have been as successful in that role as he was.
0: If only he could keep his hands to himself.
1: <laughs> That's why I debated putting him on my list, but I couldn't not. Nah.
0: Well, good choice. It was a good choice even though, if we could bring him back and just keep him handcuffed until the camera started rolling, I could be with that, but... <laughs> Good choice, Tony. Nick, number four.
3: Okay. My number four, I'm pretty sure she's on multiple people's lists, but I got her first. Katie McClain is Jennifer Horton. Um, <laughs> I started watching Days in 2010, 2011. I didn't get the Jennifer Horton. I, with old girl in the role, it never made sense.
0: Um, that wasn't Jennifer Rose. That was Jen Heffer.
3: <laughs> I was waiting to see it and it took what? nine years before I actually did and it took a recast to do it 10 years Katie McClain stepped into the role of Jennifer Horton temporarily everything fit Like even though she was thrown into a story that was really weird at the time she did what she needed to do she made you believe it Like there are very few people who can hit the ground running in the middle of a big story and make me care Mm. Katie McLean is one of them. And I love, like I wanted to watch her Jennifer and I, I've i never wanted to watch Jennifer before in my life. I typically, fast forward Jennifer's season, we're not gonna lie. <laughs> because I'm not even gonna go about it. But like the, the sweetness that I was told that Jennifer possessed was there in Katie McLean's portrayal of her. And I miss her, I want her back. Please bring her back please please i don't want to do that again oh, that mealy mouth heifer. I don't... <laughs> that's my number four katie McLean is jennifer rose horton
0: that's a little low on that list but i'm gonna allow it <laughs> that's a little too low for my life she, if she was still I'ma here she'd it.
3: probably be at the top
0: <laughs> i'll give you that one ariette number four
4: Okay, so you guys picked a lot of my, like, recasts that I wanted on number four, so I went with um, Cameron Johnson as Theo Carver, Um, and Mm -hmm. we've seen um, different actors in the role before, but Cameron has made me really love Theo even more, even if, I don't know if that was even possible, but... I loved Cameron in the role and I would love to see Theo back. But, like, I he has so much charm. Like, he was charismatic and he was really enjoyable. I he made me love and root for Theo even more. And he made the character his own. So, yeah, number four is Cameron Johnson as Theo Carver.
0: That's a good choice. I just hate that they don't write for that character. I especially agree. considering the actor is really good and he portrays the role really well but great yeah. choice number four dylan
5: okay this one is oh, you know, this one might actually surprise some of y'all um but my number four is actually austin peck is austin reed
0: i'll give it to you (laughs) this doesn't surprise
3: me
2: at all to be honest
5: (laughs) and like if you listen if if you are a regular listener or if you have just perused my timeline you know that i regularly drag austin reed to the depths
0: of hell rightfully so (laughs) yes (laughs)
5: but that i will i have to say that is not because of the actor because i think that austin peck did a great job in this part and i in the
0: beginning hold on hold on
5: no um no 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 because listen for me og austin was okay but he always came off a little too gritty a little too rough a little too this is not someone i see with Princess Carrie
0: bright I could see
1: it. His his anger yeah. was a little bit terrifying at times.
0: Yeah. Austin, which one was that? Austin.
1: Patrick Muldoon.
2: Patrick. Yes. Muldoon.
0: Patrick Muldoon. See, I don't know his name because I call him the one. Oh, that's the Austin that key Batman's parents. Because <laughs> yes. he like he literally looked and sounded like a Gotham villain.
5: I'm saying. And it's like Austin Peck came in with this kind of harmless himbell energy. And it it, it worked, and it, it made him and just like his physical appearance, the way that he played the part, it made him not only fit better with Carrie for me, but it also made him viable as someone that I could see Sammy losing her mind over. Well, see, no, that never made sense. That was more no, right he was all, actor, he like. was he seemed more attainable because like whenever I saw her in scenes. With Patrick Muldoon, it was just like, this man is clearly too old. He is
2: clearly <laughs> not.
5: It just, it just, it never vibed. And then as soon as Austin Peck came into the role, I was like, okay, I can, I can see it now. It's less visually jarring. Their dynamic was different. It just it fit better. And I mean. It's still Austin Reed I ain't shit over here all day, mm-hmm. every day, and Saturday. twice on Sunday. <laughs> but Peck's performance makes him work so much better for me. So I think that was a good recast.
2: I
0: agree. I, I I'll give it to you because yeah, on that. that that first one was jarring, very jarring, especially <laughs> considering he looked thirty five compared to Carrie and Sammy.
4: For me, it was more jarring when he returned in 2011.
3: Yeah, because that was my first time seeing the character of Austin at all.
0: Oh. And I I was like, this is Austin? I'm sorry.
4: That was was the first time I had seen Patrick Muldoon Muldoon in the role as Austin, because it started airing here when Austin Peck was in the role. So when I saw.
3: Gotta be confusing.
4: (laughs) So when I saw him, I mean, I knew about him, but when I saw him, I was like, what that was the first oh no i mean nothing against him but like i was
1: even awesome. he knew that the way they wrote austin on that return was bullshit yeah sorry christy. to that man yeah because christy said it christy basically said it in. she did a soap opera digest interview about a month or so ago Y'all now i need to
0: go listen to that that was really good by the way really
1: was and she basically said that like patrick and i would look at each other and go this is not austin like what the hell is happening
5: yeah, that was and, and and coming from someone who regularly drags Austin. Yeah, that that was a choice. That was mess. I don't know what. Mm. Mm.
0: <laughs> well, was it's a my, lot. Yeah, it was. I'm sorry for Nick because right, that's, that's a terrible introduction. Sorry, that to was this man.
3: It was genuinely my first experience with Austin <laughs> in general. And then when Austin Pet came back, I'm like. Okay, I get it now. <laughs> the first, I'm like, this was the
0: first one, right?
3: Dude, like,
0: yeah. I'm like, okay. I guess. <laughs> go on to do. Like, what made him leave Days? Was it Melrose Melrose
5: place? place? I think, yeah.
0: That's a good move.
5: And then too, that was at the time where, like, a lot of people, if you got buzz on daytime, like a lot of folks were doing yeah. their three and outs. Like a lot of people were doing their initial three years, and then like chucking deuces and going for the primetime or movie roles and it paid off for a lot of people like maybe people didn't like blow up big but they got like steady work it was there was a really good daytime to primetime pipeline yeah because and-
0: days did Lisa a pretty good I, I, I will say that because she went on the male roles place and blew up but um number four for me this might shock people Marcy Miller as Abigail Develo.
1: Who is almost on my list. Same.
0: I, 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 okay, I'm going to keep it real. I'm going to be completely honest because, again, nobody can whip my ass. Um, the last tail end of Kate Massey's run. It Which was time, obvious. 2016 or 2019? 2019. It was obvious that she did not want to be there anymore. Yeah. She literally, in scene, she literally looked like she would rather be at a church rummage sale <laughs> than to be on set. And it got worse whenever Billy Flynn got it, <laughs> I Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. It oh, God, yes, it did.
0: completely obvious that they could not stand each other. So when Marcy Miller came back that second time, she was a brush of fresh air. That was much needed to the character. Um, Now, granted, they wrote her boring for the majority of that. Like, she literally just started turning up and becoming a great character. But she fit the mold of the character. It was obvious she wanted to be there. And now they have the writing to boot to make this character work. An interesting person and someone rootable. And,
1: 2020 was her
0: year. Yeah, and I honestly don't think they would have been able to do that without Marcy Miller. No shade to Kate, Kate Manson. I'm sure she does great on her Lifetime movies, but um, she just didn't want to be there. And I get it. Lord knows I get it, because I just left a job I couldn't stand. But when viewers have to watch that every day, it, it just was doing damage to her as an actress and the character as a whole so Marcy Miller came in and just turned that character around for me and that is why she's my number four a choice okay I'm about to say no rebuttals because you you know that whole my Abigail thing started a whole lot of mess on Twitter Mm -hmm. I will never forget but anyways Tony number three
1: my number three um, I'm doing a tie because they're the same character. But it's Matthew Ashford and Mark Valley as Jack Devereaux. Both of these were very successful yes, recasts. Yes, yes. Matthew <laughs> Ashford de- basically defined the role of Jack, even though he was the third one, because the first two were literally wastes of space.
0: I didn't like then- the blinds yet. And-
1: the, there was the blonde one, and then there was the, there was the blonde surfer looking dude, and then there was the one with the brown spiky hair. N- neither one of them were 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 any good. And then Matthew Ashford came into the role, and they took the character of Jack into a completely different and and viable direction. Like they, I mean, a lot of the things he did the first couple years that Matt Ashford was in the role were not very good. They made him a villain. But it was still compelling television. I fast-forwarded the other two Jacks. I never fast-forwarded him. And then Matt Ashford had made the role so iconic that when he left, again, it was gonna be a very hard. It was gonna be very hard to follow in his footsteps. But Mark Valley, yes. while different, was still a successful Jack because you could see the elements of the character that Matthew Ashford built. But you could also see a maturity and a groundedness there that they actually wrote towards. And it's kind of been really nice to see. And I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about a different Jack because I fell so hard for Jack and Jennifer when I was doing my Classic Days binge. But I really do love both of these men as Jack Devereaux.
0: God damn it, I miss Mark Ballard. Oh, how I loved Mark Valley! <laughs> and you know something? A lot of I used to hear a lot of people shade his portrayal, but I really don't understand why. Because I don't nice think it's his, I
1: don't think it's his portrayal that they shade. I think it's the Jack after him.
0: Oh, you talking about the no, one who no, traded it in the shower?
5: Um, yeah, I'm, I th- I'm no, it's him. <laughs> <laughs> it's him, but it's not. To be fair, because I've liked him in other things, it's it's not his acting. His Jack just does not work for some people. Are you some people? I'm some people. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of, but, uh, but also I think a lot of it was just like, it felt at the time his Jack got one story and
2: it
0: was yeah. Peter, 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 yeah. Peter, Peter, okay. Peter, 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 yeah. Peter, 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 I don't. I, listen. No. <laughs> I, I can get the, I understand it because I'm tired of it myself. But that's why I'm having such a hard time finishing the last week of 1996 because every story that year, literally the same thing or repeat back to back yeah. to back to back. And I'm so sick of it. But so I get that. <sighs> Number three. Our um uh, Nick, I almost went to Ariette.
3: <laughs> okay, now my number three. Pe- this might surprise people, but it's Victoria Conneffal Sierra Brady. Um, I allow it because Damn if, right you rem- well. if you remember the Sierra before <laughs>
0: that,
2: <laughs> oh God, we oh no, we don't speak on her,
0: and that's why I allow it. because I- we went from Lauren Bowles.
1: And Giovanni. I, I just wasn't going to say her name. It's like Beetlejuice. No, don't do so say. Well, let's no. be honest.
0: She wasn't that bad. It was the yeah, writing. The fuck, she was. Whoa, whoa, sir. Let's not tell lies on Sunday. But, I mean, she was exactly. bad. <laughs>
1: she was
4: very one note,
3: yeah, yeah monotone, that, that was,
4: and terrible. Yeah. But like, she did. She did bring something to the role. I mean, it made sense because it no, was could. writer Sierra as a moody teenager. Sierra. That made
0: her so I wouldn't even say that. It, they wrote her as a moody teenager, and that's what we got. So Ugh,
3: <laughs> I, no, I, no. I can I can I can endure moody teenagers on soaps, unlike most people. Can you? <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I can. It dep- if it's good, but it was bad. But Victoria Conifold came in, she had her, I remember her first scene with Kyla mm. Pettis as Theo. And I was like, oh my God can he stay? Like, don't, like, don't leave. I just want to see where this goes. But, like, my opinions about the writing for her now aside, she feels like Bowen Hope's child.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Like,
1: And yeah. looks so much like Christian Alfonso. It's
0: scary. Yeah, it's like, think if she looks like a combination of both of them. She has Peter Reckos hair. <laughs> well, well, no. Because
1: if you do a side-by-side of her and, like, Hope circa, like, 19, 19- Somebody he, did a side by side of her, and eight, and it was actually no during Aramid in ninety. I think in like ninety six they did a side by side of Christian Alfonso and Victoria Conneffel. It was lit. It was it was so they looked so much alike. It was scary.
0: They do look alike, but she has Peter Rourke's hair because they got the trash. <laughs> oh, they had no. But that first face. scene,
4: like she actually commanded the role.
3: Oh uh, yeah, it was. It was. I was just so I was so excited for Sierra to be back in town because the way she left the story was a while the story was weird when she left and they had took Sierra through all that hell and I was worried like who can embody the hell Sierra's been through and Victoria Conifold did it immediately for me Mm -hmm. and so yeah that's that to me that's never been up for debate she victoria conifle is sierra brady right now like and i'm thinking is if she were to ever go i'm thinking who could they get like it's 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 worrying me but i'm she's she did a great job filling that
2: role
0: i'll give you that i'll allow it i I mean (laughs) me personally i like the other one because. Yeah.
2: She, your ter- <laughs> you're used to be what it
4: did the you classic. like? I mean, o-
0: okay, okay, <laughs> She was a moody teenager when I was a moody teenager. So, in, quite honestly, any moody teenager of that era, era related to me. <laughs> so, I got God, it.
3: Help your parents because,
2: <laughs> good lord, <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: That's why we don't get along much now. I'm. <laughs> I mean, but um, number three, Aria.
4: Listen, I have the hardest time pronouncing his last name, but Dan Ferigio. I don't know where <laughs> about, I don't know, Fergal, Dan Fergal. I, Spartacus one out. Bay.
5: <laughs> I don't know. That's my Spartacus babe. Let the record show. I told y'all in the group chat when they announced his casting. That if you gave him time, you were
0: gonna like him. But well, to be fair, to be fair, I wasn't trying to give anyone time. I wasn't too busy yelling. He's supposed to be bad.
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I, I haven't seen him in a, in different roles before. But Team Goat Farm. Th- this is the first time I'm seeing them. So, but still, like I've never been the biggest fan of EJ or even rooted for EJami but I always like I always enjoyed watching James in the role but Dan has truly stepped in commanded the role and made EJ compelling to watch. I honestly like watching EJ. I don't really <laughs> like the character that much but I enjoy watching him in his different family dynamics and whatnot. And um I think Dan is still capturing the essence of BJ but yeah. has
2: mm-hmm.
4: has made the role his own and that's why he's number 3. Once again, how do you pronounce his last name?
2: Uh, Fergo. Ask me.
4: Fergal, okay. <laughs> I don't know what I said.
0: Cuz I'll yeah. lie. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just call him Spartacus, man. I call him Dan F AKA EJ. <laughs>
4: But yeah, that's my number three. Dan as E.J.
5: Demer.
0: Good choice. Dylan, number
5: three. Okay, my number three is Renee Jones as Lexi Carver. Ooh,
2: good
0: choice. I about on I didn't even think about that yeah, one. Yeah, I had
2: uh,
5: to. Renee is kind of, if you're, a, if you're a Young and the Restless fan, you know that Sharon Case was not our first, second, or third Sharon yeah, Lexi, like she was first, like right? Lexi number four. Yeah, and Renee was not the first actress to grace her screen as Lexi. She was not the second, and she was not the third. She was Lexi number four. But she, what she was was the <laughs> <laughs> like, one.
0: She's not lying, you're laughing, but, she's lying. Uh, but it,
4: Wait, <laughs> I, did, I thought we had three before her. her uh, sorry, the one. Yeah, we did. She was she was the four.
5: No, I mean Lexi, two. But, sorry. Like, yeah, it, no, yeah. There
0: and there's these- no shade to the other ones because the other ones are pretty decent as well. Yeah,
5: like, I mean, I think... Well, we- the one right before her was
1: barely on, but the other two were good.
5: So it's like, she was just... Renee was just the one. She was just the one. And she made Lexi her own. And she made us love Lexi. Like, when you think of Lexi Carver, you think of Renee Jones. Yep. And she just played her with so much warmth and humanity and vulnerability. And they didn't give her as much as they should have gave her, but every time they gave her crumbs, she made a whole meal out of it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
5: And I mean, I still miss her. And
0: every day. I just, to this day.
5: I get tears when, whenever we talk about her, <laughs> Like I, I, adore I still her. miss her. But she just did such they a just, phenomenal
0: job. They didn't write for her and then she went and became Jimmy Carter
5: yeah on her farm, living her best life,
0: and I don't blame her because do you know how bad it is for an actress to just lose the passion they have for their craft because you just want not write for them? that just that, that situation still bothers me. I yeah. think that bothers me more than grandma and just
5: she was just amazing, and I just I miss her and <gasps> Lexi. Her
0: hair was always yes, laid. Yes,
5: always laid. Lexi had always. never had a bad hair day. Ever.
0: Which is surprising because you know.
5: Right. Before
0: you around were told us they don't have black folks back though. But <laughs> did I lie?
2: No. no. <laughs> and
0: I just seen some of them weird someone likes to live. I mean
2: we have seen some
5: some tragic hmm. shake and go situations on the it shows some Miss Charlene's and all the some pack hair that should have stayed in the bag. And
0: the just, Anita Baker shake and go. I mean, it's been rough,
5: but <laughs> but Lexi never had a bad hair day. She, oh, she was just so pretty.
0: Good choice because I did not think about her at all. Like, my, it doesn't process that she was a recast to me. But good choice. Number three for me. This is another one that a lot of people forget as a recast, but Lauren Coslo as Kate Roberts.
1: Good choice. Good choice. I forgot choice. about her. Yes. <laughs>
0: so she's been in the role since, you know, nice. Jesus turned water to wine. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Lauren Coslo to me. Now, I did adore Deborah Adair as Kate. Me too. So Lauren Coslo added that fight that that character desperately needed. She was the defensive mama bear from hell. And I love that. And what I mainly love about this character, like the recast is, I don't think there, were, uh, there would have been able to pull off her and sa- like her giving Sammy the blues the way Lauren Casso did.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It also helped too, that everything that Kate went through when she was off screen could help to explain the character shifts that came with the recast.
0: Yes. So, that's my number three, Lauren Consolo. I It's enough said. I mean, come on now. She, she honestly has literally been in the role for all of Kate's iconic moments, aside from the Lucas paternity reveal. I do kind of hate that she wasn't there for that, but hey, I can live with it. Number two, tell
2: me.
1: My number two is Robert Scott Wilson as Ben Weston. Um,
0: Forgot that was a recast.
1: Exactly my point. That's exactly my point. I literally have to tell my mom at least once every six months that Robert Scott Wilson was recast. She always forgets because this is the only Ben that she knows. And I... When you literally forget that the characters are recast, that means that the actor is doing a good job in the role, and Robert Scott Wilson has taken Ben on an amazing journey that I have loved watching every single minute
3: of, so he is my number two.
0: Good choice, because at the end, I forgot. (laughs) Nick, number two.
3: Y'all are just destroying my list. (laughs) (laughs) But, But, um...
5: I, I mean, I'm gonna repeat at least one,
3: so... My um number two is Camilla Bannis' is Gabby Hernandez.
1: Oh, good choice. That was a recast? Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah, that was a recast. When I started watching, it was um what was her name? I
1: don't even know her name. I just call her babyface Gabby. Gabriela no. oh,
3: Gabriela Rodriguez. That was yeah. her. She was cute. She was the she was the teen Gabby. When they brought Camilla on, I had watched her on One Life. She wasn't great.
0: But, mm, oh god, she that's was terrible and But
3: <laughs> <laughs> but she once she was something to look at. I'm gonna be honest. I was yeah. being a shallow at the I, time. I, I'll do that. It took and it took a while, but once they got it with Gabby and Camilla in the role, they got it. Like it it everything started to fit at once. I think it was in during the Nick storyline. Yeah, that got, was that was pregnant. when it really clicked. Will came out as gay, and she was trying to figure out what the hell am I gonna do with this baby? And here comes Nick Fallon. And I was like, oh, I like them. And then he lost his mind. I felt sad so I like bad them too. <laughs> I, I like them too. I was like, I don't care if she blew up the town. Let her Let's let her be happy. <laughs> and when they sent her off to prison and brought her back, and then they paired her with Stefan. And they made her a you villain. jump. You <laughs> jump. <laughs> they I think that's when I really started to look at her as oh, she she can handle the heavy lifting because before I was kind of like in between once they paired her with Stefan and then they killed her, killed him off and made her kind of like the heavy in the story, made her the villain. Well, no, she was a villain before, but made her, yeah. <laughs> it was compelling at that point. Cause before when Gabby was a villain, made her
1: the lead of that story.
3: Yeah. Before when Gabby was a villain, I was like, this is stupid. Why are you handcuffing someone in un, in the tunnels? under Salem. Like this is dumb.
0: But, but that was a dumb story. Like. I, <laughs> it really but, was that was dumb. But not, her I, losing... I completely understood her <laughs> going after Abigail though. I, I really yeah. did.
3: Her losing Stefan, I think her losing Stefan made the character for me. Like see it... for
1: me it was it was going to jail for a murder she didn't commit. That was that was this thing that shifted her entire trajectory. Did it happen yeah. before she... or after? No, that happened before
0: before Stephen died. That's why I was was, like, that happened a day before
1: Stephen died. Because that was in 2018. Stephen died in 2019. Yeah.
0: And then she came back as Joan Crawford, and I loved her (laughs) ever (laughs) since.
4: She
1: went
3: to
0: jail
4: in like
0: spring
2: 2018.
3: Yeah. Yeah, Like early 2018, right? Yeah. February,
1: March 2018. Then it was revealed in May. You know, everything came out with Abigail's DID in May of that year. And then she started her revenge journey that summer. Like,
0: and I don't blame her.
1: June, July mean. into Christmas was her revenge story against Abigail. And then she went right from that into Stefan and Gabby because Stefan kidnapped her on Christmas or had her kidnapped on Christmas, and that was the start of Stefan and Gabby. Yep.
3: Yeah. And then twenty,
1: that... and then twenty nineteen really kind of became their year.
3: Yeah. That at that point. I loved to hate Gabby when she, when Gabby died when um Stephen died, and she went on the war path against Lonnie, and it made sense because of mm-hmm. Lonnie taking two her men. But <laughs> <You laughs> no, now that dumbass to jump in front her, her her being fed up with Lonnie made sense.
0: Mm-hmm. Her blaming
3: Lonnie for Stefan's shooting
0: it
2: didn't didn't but I I understand where it it
3: came from that's a lot of bitterness built up and I love to hate her she was a great schemer and I wish they would give her her brain back I
1: don't know what the fuck
3: they're
1: doing with her now
3: but
0: we'll talk about that on the main show Camilla
3: Camilla really made a believer out of me that year so it was for for number number two was
0: for me was Camilla Bannis. Good choice, because again, I forgot. I didn't even know she was a recast. Yeah. yet <laughs> number two.
4: I'm glad you guys haven't picked this one, but Zach Tinker as Sonny Kiriakis. <laughs> no,
1: goes like, on my worst
0: list.
4: <laughs> what?
1: what?
0: <laughs> and let me tell you why. If
1: and it's let because me tell you can't call him Matlock anymore, yep. get
4: the fuck over it. Yep. No, get but the here's fuck the over thing. It. I... I'm one of the few who didn't mind Freddie's role and think sometimes people go overboard, but mm. Zach has brought something else to the role and has actually made me find Sunny interesting, and I saw chemistry bet- between Wilson and I'm a Harita fan. Like I will always love Paul and Boyle, but like
0: I don't talk about it. Yeah, I know Please don't. Yeah, I know. That's the worst that it will ever do yet was get, get his memory back.
4: <laughs> anyway, but Zach, I don't know. He he is Sonny to me. And I would love to see Sonny on the main show because of Zach. Same. So yeah, that is my number two.
2: <laughs> Sir let what it is go. your number two? Let
3: it, just let it
5: <laughs> just
2: go. Let it go. <laughs> D- Della.
0: Number two.
5: Um, I'm gonna actually switch my number two because it was Greg Vaughn as Eric Brady. Um, but I will actually say that my number two is going to be Mary Beth Evans as Kayla Johnson.
1: Oh, she was almost on my list. I my forgot good she was
0: choice. A cast too. Oh, I'm forgetting. <laughs>
5: Yeah, that exactly. Because, like, she's my Kayla. That's the Kayla that I grew up with. And then I like going back and watching Classic Days and seeing other Kayla. And I'm like, no shade, but this isn't giving what what it's supposed
2: to (laughs) be.
0: That's how I I feel about other Caroline and Sean.
5: Same. Thank you. honorable mentions. Cause like that scene, um, there's a there's a specific scene at Marlena's after um, that whole island thing where they think when, that when Roman know, dies, not, yes, and I'm just like Harpo... Why isn't people? it Peggy and, and yeah? Like, yes, <laughs> me
1: too. Like,
0: That's how I felt at Boerholt's wedding.
5: <laughs> like, oh my god, they're not,
1: they're not there either because yeah, they don't it, come back till eighty six. It, mm-hmm. it, it's just.
5: She's Kayla for me. She feels like Kayla. She's the person who defined the part and made Kayla a fan favorite. Like, I just, that's my Kayla. And it's just weird seeing someone else in that part because it just, it doesn't fit. And I can't see anyone else playing that part. So, So
1: I will say part of me is grateful. That there was a recast because by the time they recast Kayla, Kayla and Chris Kosicek
2: were no longer together.
1: So we did not have to see
5: Mary Beth Evans and Josh
2: Taylor play romantic and
1: then
5: try to play siblings 10 years later. Because I have been through that. I've actually, like, Michael, if you ever watched The Bay, Felicia Forrester and Ridge Forrester. Oh, no. Hook oh no. On- oh yes. no! Oh no! I, I, yes, See, and I am very uncomfortable watching Ron Moss <laughs> and Leslie K. do things.
0: Oh, <laughs> like, the, wait, they're doing things.
5: Yes, they hook they're up. Married, on- right? On-, on the bay, they yeah. It's mm. Mm. Oh. <laughs>
0: uh, oh my god! I just got nauseous. Mm.
5: <laughs> <laughs> so, like. <laughs> So yes, I am grateful that I I have never had to see Kayla kiss her brother. Like thank you. So they didn't
0: have Susan Flannery come in and go, oh him? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, uh-uh.
5: Yeah, yeah. Like mm. it, it it's a moment that yeah, I I know mm, it's uncomfortable for me.
0: Mm, that does not sit well with my spirit. Mm. <laughs> okay, we're gonna move on. Number <laughs> mm. Number two for me, this is a wild card, so don't drag me too bad, but get my Gloria Estefan on the line, because Krista Allen as Billy Reed is my number two.
4: What kind of glue are
1: you I
5: knew it. I I said it to you before. I I knew knew it. I I actually thought she was going to be his number one. He's looking with his eyes.
0: That's my girl. I love (laughs) Krista (laughs) Allen as Billy Reed. Well, okay. To be mm-hmm. fair, it was hard for me to see Lisa because again, Lisa Rena really as Billy Reed, the original, is way before my time. So when I had to go back and watch that on Classic Days, at that point, I have seen, I still have seen, every season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So I could not see past let's not talk about the husband. Like... <laughs> where she was playing Billy. So when Krista Allen came in with her long flowing hair and her male and my world voice, I already was like, okay, I'm really feeling her as Billy. But the moment for her, when she became Billy for me, I don't know, I forget what party it was. But boys to me I'll make love to you came on and that just so happened to be Bo well, and that, was ba- that was their joint that
1: was Bowen Hope's joint bachelor Bachelorette party.
0: Oh, that's even worse that I'm looking back on it. but yeah <laughs> yes that song came on and Billy was thinking about her and Bo chilling in bed and all that stuff and she turns around and Bo is sitting there staring at her as the song plays and here goes Billy. You remember, don't you, Bo? You remember the song. And that's when she became Billy for me. And that is why she is my number two, Krista Allen, as my Billy Reed. I
4: can see that because honestly, Krista Allen was my Billy for the longest time. And like, she to me looked and embodied what I thought.
0: Billy should be. Billy mm-hmm. should
4: be, but also Kate's daughter should be. You know? Mm. Raise her. But still. <laughs> I, know, <laughs> I know, but still. I just, I, I kind of agree, agree with Michael on
5: this one. Well, like I told Michael, you're entitled to your wrong opinion. But <laughs> maybe it's because she was the Billy I first saw.
0: I, but I-, I cannot see Lisa Rena as anyone else. But Lisa Renna. <laughs>
4: but I mean, Lisa, Lisa Renna is Billy, but I also get why you liked Krista Allen as Billy and you have her as number At two. least
0: I didn't say Julie Pinson. But that uh, was the best Billy. That was the worst Billy. But, anyway, I disagree about that. Really? So yeah, because cause
5: she, most she, people drag Krista.
0: Like, she came uh, out like very all, matronly to me. Krista. She came off as very majorly to me with that terrible shaking go she had on. But we're going to move on to number one. Tell me.
1: Well, Ari kind of changed my plans for my number one because her number two was supposed to be my number one, but I'm going to switch it up. And I'm going to go with Heather Lindell as Jan Spears. Damn it. That mm-hmm. uh, was my number one.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I could not stand Jan Spears' Uh, originally uh, because Sean and Belle are my couple and she was coming between them and I could not stand her and then they recast and I still couldn't stand Jan but Heather Lindell made me enjoy her crazy like I could not see Heather Lauren Olsen pulling off that level of crazy Jan that they took it to when Heather Lindell took over the role and I every time she's come back yeah, you because know, she's she came back in Last Blast Reunion and then she came back to the main show uh in 2020. It was really, really compelling TV for me. Like I'm actually enjoying Jan on my screen. I love the fact that she is Sean and Bell Stefano now, and I do not think that original Jan could have pulled that off. So for me, Heather Lindell is my number one.
2: Good
0: choice. Nick, number
3: one. My number one um, is Vanessa Estelle Williams, aka Vanessa A. Williams as Valerie Grant.
2: That was a good choice. Vanessa Williams, <laughs>
3: That's that's real Estelle is her real middle name. They put A when she was in some casting office and they had to differentiate between her and Miss America. So
0: wow. Okay, <laughs> but, that made sense. But um, I was say, when did Vanessa Williams <laughs> And then I, at first I thought she was about to say Vanessa Marcel. I was gonna say when did Brenda Barrett come to say? <laughs> Please, okay, sir.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but um that was my first experience with the character of Valerie. And to revive a role that's been dormant for 35 years and do it well, <gasps> the thing is, when, when they recast her, I was like, she's too young. Like, why are you casting her? I love her, but she was too young. But she made me care about her in that role. She made me root for her. And I understood. David was a flake. Eli, get over it. Like, it's just, like, she, I don't think that's easy to do. Especially because at when they reintroduced her, I don't think any of the writers that were there originally were there when they reintroduced her. Ken no. Corday was around, so like she basically. But I don't even
1: think Ken the... Corday was a producer back then. I think he Dang. was maybe in the music department back then
0: when was. Valerie
1: was originally cast. And
0: and so He's she... mad, ever since.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, she basically had to create a role from. Not Vanessa. much because there's mm-hmm. not there's there's not a there's not a lot of content about Valerie on YouTube on streaming sites and because I went and looked when they first announced that they were casting the role I'm like oh Debbie Morgan would be great but when Vanessa came in and then they Ooh. brought Eli in as Lim- they brought Lamon in as Eli right after I was like oh shit
0: like I I'm, probably would have really- failed for Abe and Valerie if Debbie Morgan was in the role that's the only yeah well,
3: that, I- that part because <laughs> that was the only issue I had with. Her casting for real, I didn't see her opposite eight But Vanessa, I want her back. Like, she makes me miss her. And, like, recently her little um, French friendly scenes with Paulina, like, that was so great to see. But it's also, it was also great to see two actresses that I grew up watching in roles on a show that I'm enjoying now. Like bring her back right for Valerie. Don't put her with no old man. She's still fine. You could put her with a young man. Hello. (laughs) Like bring Vanessa Williams back. (laughs) Both times. Like just. I
5: love you, James. But (laughs) but, I mean, Vanessa stays so booked and busy. She does.
3: That's why I'm not shocked that she's not back. That they don't. They won't bring her back often because she's always booked like she's on set right now I don't know what she's filming but she's filming something
5: <laughs> that's why I was like yeah I like when you said Debbie Morgan I was like ugh, we all we want to give Debbie all the jobs but Debbie is also forever booked
3: very yeah. booked and busy they, yeah, we, they need Valerie on canvas if you can get Vanessa do it because I think my thing is I think she, she would come back if you gave her something to do like the first time when they had her on she wasn't doing much they just had her in I don't know
0: I just realized something you said. What? You grew up with Vanessa Williams on your screen. How old was you when Soul Food dropped?
3: The show? Uh, the show? I was seven.
0: Now you know you had no business what. Okay.
3: But I but I saw <laughs> her. In other, I saw her in other things too. That's the thing. Like so, like because because the thing is, you grew up with. Hearing the name Vanessa Williams, especially in Black households, but you always had to figure out which one they which was talking one about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Vanessa, I'm Vanessa
0: Williams. Same. <laughs> I wasn't
3: she on like she, Me, Jack, she was Jade on the Cosby Show. That's yeah. my that's the first time I remember
0: seeing her on TV. I'm the one lone <laughs> Black person who did not grow up watching that show, and looking back, I'm glad I did. But. <laughs> <laughs> Good choice, Nick Because I, I was not thinking She was not on my radar So I'm Mine either up. Yeah Are Number one
4: Can I Can I kind of Co-sign on my number one With Tony I,
0: Yeah Or do I have you.
4: to Okay Go ahead So My number one is the same as Tony's Heather Lindell Because whew, I hated Jan Spears. I hated Jan Spears. And Heather took that also at an extreme level, but there was she some- made the hate
0: different for you. Yes, like mm-hmm.
4: wasn't a it wasn't a get the fuck off my
1: screen hate. It was a. I it hate was more. Doing, but I, I can at can... least watch you do it.
4: Yeah, but also sometimes she made you kind of sympathize with Jan. And the thing is, is with Heather Lindell, like we we had Heather Lauren Olson in the role for at least until 2002 and then she yeah left she was there for two
1: years and then she came back in 04 no
4: 2003 she came back in October sometime um, she was talking uh, was it- to Sean th- yeah
1: okay I thought it was in 04
4: yeah I think yeah I remember her being around before yeah I think it was 2003 2000- 2003 because because the around... love
1: cage was in summer of 04 because Kristen kirsten Swords are you was... talking about heather lindell or
4: yeah i'm talking
1: about heather lindell she started lindell, I think...
4: except then in may sometimes 2004 i'm talking and, about and heather lauren
1: olsen wasn't on the show that long before she 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 took over it was only a couple months wasn't it
4: yeah about six seven months before no i think
1: it was shorter
4: than that no but she came she was around from like november up until like May, maybe November two thousand three. Oh, to I thought May. it was like February. Like no, she m- was around before. Uh, before two thousand
1: four. I'd never realized that
4: you have to go and watch. Uh, Heather the first Jan, like in two thousand three, because she was around for at least uh four or five months before Heather Lindell took over. But the thing is with Heather, the first head, first Jan, she she worked as Jan Spears in high school but Heather Lindell, like she just took over the role and made her version memorable and like you said when she was she returned for the last class series and the main show like it was as if she's she's never been gone. Yeah
2: like, it was I she was so that.
4: good and uh, I I just loved I loved Heather Lindell as Jan Spears even if I hated the character I still like she made her compelling to watch so yeah she's also my number one
0: well then, Dylan number one
5: okay, my number one <laughs> is um Stacey Hyduke as Susan hmm. and Kristen and I know Ooh, this good might choice. be a little bit controversial but I'm gonna stand on it and here's why Eileen Davidson set the bar ridiculously high. Yeah. Like ridiculously high. And Stacey not only stepped in to incredibly big shoes, but she stepped up. Because, like, listen, you can prefer Eileen in the parts, but what you can't do is say that Stacy has not done a phenomenal job.
0: I can agree with that.
5: She captures the crazy and over the top of both characters, but she also captures the vulnerability and humanity in both of them. And she has killer chemistry with all the major players that she's supposed to have chemistry with. Like she does what needs to be done. And I haven't always enjoyed the writing that they've given her, like hashtag no more masks. But (laughs) I have, always enjoyed her performances like from the moment of the unmasking she has given a hundred percent every single time so
0: she's minimal i'll give you that y'all finna drag me to high heel? i'm just gonna oh no
2: because <laughs> i have
0: oh. a three-way tie
2: oh jesus fucking christ
1: a cracker.
0: i couldn't <laughs> choose y'all but it makes sense because they're all in the same family literally. Oh, god okay. okay first things first Katie McLean as my Jennifer Rose Horton Devil Devereaux. Katie McLean will always have a special place in my heart because if you know me you know one of my favorite characters of all time is Dixie Cooney Martin the girl from Pigeon Hollow. Oh I miss Dixie so much. I miss all my children so much but When I heard that she was coming as Jennifer Rose, I was skeptical because I'm not gonna lie. Looking back, love Jennifer Rose in the 90s, but when she came back in, what was it, 2000 to 2001, there was a shift. She wasn't the same no more. She wasn't Jennifer Rose, she was Jen Heffer. But Katie McClain breathed life into a character that has not been interesting in almost two decades. And the way she did that was just so miraculous to me. She has made people who have, like Nick said, did not care about the character at all, suddenly care within a week of her being there. Yep. And that just <laughs> that just speaks to the testament of her acting.
2: Please come back.
0: <laughs> Please. Y'all brought the wrong Jennifer back. Y'all brought back Jen Heffer, Rose Horton. My second one at number one, I don't consider her as a recast, but the older people do. Jamin <laughs> Jamie Lynn Bauer as Laura, the baddest bitch, Horton. <laughs>
2: she, uh, she's a
0: recast, and it's
1: the only reason you're allowed to stand, you're allowed to say her name right now. <laughs> don't be happy she's a recast. Well,
0: quite honestly, I, I did not. I did not want her put to put her on the list because to me personally, that was Stephanie Forrester back in the 70s. I don't care what y'all <laughs> say. Wait, what? Did, did they
4: de-age her? In the they, did. And eight, 10 oh. they,
0: they did. about year 10 years. About 10 years. It wasn't that bad. But by day standards,
1: Steph- that's nothing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, go on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that was Stephanie Forrester. My Lord Horton did step into the role. And so she was catatonic. So I'm going to put that. Y'all know I love Laura. I'm not going to spend 20 minutes talking about my love for Laura. And I'm honestly, I'm going to spend this time saying Tony. Tony has found a new love for Laura Horton. So Tony, talk about what you love about Laura so far.
1: Honestly, I've always loved Laura. But it's kind of the fact that she's a bad bitch who gives no fucks. Like she literally, like she came into town giving not a single fuck. She could not stand Kate, which at the time that I was watching classic days was refreshing for me because current Kate was pissing me off and not getting the come up into that she should. So getting to see her drag the entire fuck out of Kate on the Daily in the 90s when to I couldn't get that on, when I couldn't to get day. that on the main show was probably one of my favorite things in the world. To she this day is-
0: Laura still got Kate shaking her Manolos like mm-hmm. they.
1: She is the reason that um, Lucas knows that he is a Horton because she laid all of Kate's shit bare at that Titan Publisher of the Year party. Like, again, gave no fucks. And also testified in open court that Kate was married to Curtis and that Billy and Austin were her children as a cliffhanger on a Wednesday in the middle of the week. Like, that was, she did some iconic shit in, like, her first year. And what I'm watching currently, she is currently being held captive by Stefano, and she has just found out that Peter is not, in fact, dead, but is alive. And she is tied to a chair and dragging the holy fuck out of them, and it is so entertaining.
0: Every time she opens her mouth, it's a read, bro. Every time.
1: It's literally the best thing in the world. And even through the Jack Laura stuff, while I didn't see what Michael... Hold on, hold on. Even though I didn't see what Michael saw, I was still able to feel for Laura because I could see she was setting herself up to get hurt and I felt so bad. So even though I didn't get it, I still felt
2: for her.
0: And Even when she wasn't setting herself to get hurt, she was still getting hurt in the process. Laura and Celeste are one of those like some of those characters that they could not find a good love interest for and it makes they no sense. They didn't even try well. with they Celeste.
5: Didn't try sit with in a God. shame. <laughs> well, they, they did
0: give her They wine. gave her
1: they gave her Daniel. Gave who Daniel? <laughs>
4: Not
2: not, not okay.
4: Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was like, hold on, wait a minute. Because I missed that. No, she wasn't if, around.
0: Wait. If they did, he would have literally slept with every take a single woman in silence. <laughs>
1: yeah. The, the, uh, I forget his last name, but he was he was working with Peter and he ended up dying in Peter's place.
0: And my third one for number one. This one's this is gonna be the controversial one. Rort Critchlow as Dr. Mike Horton.
4: I agree on, on this one. That's not
1: actually a bad take. Like he was a he was a good choice. He's just not my Mike.
0: I I, I, see, I see a lot of slander towards him, but he was my Mike, especially when he saved Carrie from that terrible marriage that she was in. <laughs> <laughs> I
5: liked him, but I'm not gonna hold you. I preferred like horny dad joke cracking Michael T. Vice. Yes, that's my Mike Horton.
0: I get it, but I, I mean, I get it because he was cool, but my Mike came in. My Mike was the one who kind of set the possession in motion, if we're being honest, because Stefano wouldn't have gotten into Marlena's house had he not given Stefano Marlena's alarm code, but I don't think a lot of people know that. But <laughs> didn't even
1: know that and then when i was watching it i was like why the hell are they tying this in and then they dropped it they like started yep. it and then it never went anywhere
0: just like they tried to start that marlena and mike relationship and then dropped it because they had marlena so asked mike on dates for drinks and all that stuff marlena was fresh back then
5: <laughs> He's did a lot of weird chemistry testing in the 90s that didn't ever really go anywhere like they chemistry I, tested
1: him with Christian Alfonso which absolutely tells me that making her hope was not the original plan when they brought her back yeah. it
0: wasn't, it wasn't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like
2: they're cousins
0: <laughs> yeah because she was Gina at the time but even still it was kind of weird because she looks exactly like your cousin but we're not going to talk about that dark period of Mike's history because they didn't know what to do with Mike around that time.
3: I wish they'd bring him back.
0: They should have brought him back for beyond server. Hmm. That's what, what I should be mad about that care laid down with Mike again, but we're not going to talk about that.
1: Okay, yeah. like that would have made more sense than being pissed off about a, two, a two-year-old fling she had with Rafe.
0: But then like, again, dude. we would have been mad because why didn't she go with the back to Mike? <laughs> 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 I think we would have spent a whole hour being mad that she went back to Austin and not Mike. But anyways, those are my number ones. Katie McClain as Jennifer Rose for Jamie Lynn Bower. This isn't a recast, but whatever. As Laura Horton... How many times I got to tell you, that was still for Listen, she was still
1: another actress before that. She she was a recast. (laughs) And that is the only reason you get to gush on her in this podcast, because she's a recast. So stop complaining and just be happy.
0: Uh, Let me be honest. I did not want to put her on the list, because she does not come off as a recast to me. But my third is work, Trichlow, as Dr. Mike Horton. Well, we're done with our list, folks. Do y'all have any honorable mentions?
1: Um, Everybody else kind of had my honorable <laughs> mentions, so I'm good. Go ahead, Nick.
3: Um, Susan C. Fortes is Julie. Awesome. Oh, good one. one. Oh, good, good pick. Because no Even one would, You wouldn't think of her because she's been on here since. Whew. For a while,
0: since God turned water. I think 1960,
1: I want to say 1968. The thing is,
3: all of Julie's most iconic stuff, outside of the David stuff, was with Susan Seath fourth ages. Um, also, Chandler Massey as Will Horton. Mm -hmm.
0: Good one. I I see. I didn't (laughs) put him on because I don't. I didn't know that counted as the child to adult. No, Dylan Patton was there before him. There
4: was an actor (laughs) in between.
1: Yeah, there was an actor in between. There was yeah.
0: Okay, um, when we do our verse recasts, we have to define what's child cuz he was a teenager to me and that's child to me now.
1: So, anything under 16.
0: Okay.
3: Yeah, and um I think uh, Michael will like this one. Nathan Owens is Cameron Davis.
1: I <laughs> forgot he was a recast. He was
3: on my honorable He mis- was a great yes. recast because the other one made no sense. <laughs> 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 oh, my oh, wow. And what my last it? one is probably controversial, but Josh Chella is Roman Brady. <laughs>
1: you know what? I'm not even going to front. That's <laughs> a good choice.
0: No, we on the I, same I, wave. I've really
3: only good. seen a little bit of Wayne Northrop. I just, but I'm like, I don't get it. I don't even, he, josh is roman still an asshole now but at least he's kind of a lovable asshole now
0: yeah <laughs> okay here's my honorable mention, mention this y'all some y'all may chill for some y'all gonna throw tomatoes at me so bear with me folks oh here okay. we go number one is josh taylor as roman brady number mm-hmm. two is hansy mcgee as bo brady
1: <laughs> robert <laughs> Kelker kelly i couldn't
0: remember his name i literally <laughs> wrote that down as well that's I what you literally be for i literally wrote hansy mcgee <laughs> as bro brady i'm going to post my list on the podcast twitter so y'all c- won't think i'm making this up I- I- i'm even going to put the date on there because i kid y'all not i did not could not remember his name it was hansy mcgee number um oh, my next one is nathan owens <laughs> as cameron davis
3: see i figured you'd have that one
0: um drake Hogestein is um roman brady Teresa, this this one's a crazy one, y'all. Teresa Lane as Mimi Lockhart. And this last one will get me stoned to death. Morgan Fairchild is Angelica Devereaux. Oh, good Burn
3: boy, oh god. Burning <laughs> <No. laughs> no. hell.
5: Okay. Do no, no, you like no. her Angelica, or do you just Sam Morgan Fairchild?
0: I one of them other Fairchild in the streets.
1: Okay, okay, well, then you can yes. you can stand Morgan Fairchild, but even you have to admit that Angelica Devereaux was a terrible role, it was a terrible her.
0: casting. But I, y'all,
5: <laughs> like just go on YouTube and watch old episodes of The City if you want to see Morgan. Do y'all, good I kid y'all
0: not. <laughs> I used to come home every day from school and watch Knox Landing on TV land. I stand Morgan Fairchild down in these streets so. <laughs> Who she got. Excuse me. Okay, we're gonna. Wrap I don't this know. Who she played on knots. <laughs> you're you're lying to me.
3: I genuinely don't.
0: You I- you're gonna tell me. <laughs> <laughs> if you honestly, don't tell him,
1: I will Google it myself. Honestly,
0: you broke me for a moment. Hold on. I'm
2: sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: Wow. But she was (laughs) Jenna Wade. She was in Dallas. And then they brought the character. Oh, Falcon Crest, too. Oh, that's a show they need to bring back. If they can bring back Falcon Crest, that'd be really messy for me. And I really want them to bring that back. But yes, Morgan Fairchild. If if y'all want to drag me, Alice up, is drag. I'm not even going to drag y'all back. (laughs) At underscore the map. Y'all can drag me all y'all want. I get it. It was
5: such Probably. a terrible choice. Like, Why? But so, like honestly, though, like there are there are episodes of it up on YouTube. So if you want to actually see her being like that whole diva, luxurious, luxurious, rich bitch, go watch her as Sydney Chase on the city because she was amazing in that part. So, she was
1: not amazing as Angelica. Yeah, and that was not, was not great.
5: That, that was not, was not great.
1: Bad. That was terrible. <laughs> somebody somebody saw the Angelica who was there in between Jane and Judith, and Judith. The the blonde chick who delivered Alexander and said, great, we can get Morgan Fairchild. And I don't know what drugs they were smoking when they came up with that idea,
0: but Leave it was Morgan bad. Morgan Fairchild alone.
1: <laughs> I'm not coming for Morgan Fairchild. I'm coming for the person whose dumb idea that was.
0: <laughs> Liar. <laughs> Well, we've come to the end of this episode. Um I don't know what else to say over there. Keep doing it like a show be day. And remember, save a horse, ride the maverick. Bye. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye, Bye y'all.